And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 71 of the Gentleman Overlords podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And if it took us three tries to get the intro right, does this technically make it episode 73? Wow. We are and just burning through these. 71 and 72 are just lost to the ether. Uh, that's how it works, right? We can just skip yep. to 73? I think so. Okay. Uh, whatever we attempt to do, even if it only lasts for a oh, couple seconds. Oh, wow. So we could like do like 28 of these and then just be at 100. Sure, let's jump to one. Okay. Let's just, yeah, let's just do it. This is episode 100. Hey, guys, we're syndicated. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Congrats, guys. We're we did start it. playing our podcast in reruns now. Um, how you doing, guys? Pretty good. Yeah. That's um, the same. Yeah. I'm All exactly right. the same as Rob right now. Yeah. Wow. There's nothing. Yeah. There are like visible meters of like how you're both doing and they are at the exact same level. Yeah. Our Kai energy is <laughs> roughly the same. I can't speak to Danny. Uh, shout out to Danny Tradiak. Shout out to Danny. Um, His KO Ken level is yeah. <laughs> somewhere in between one and one thousand. Yeah, it's off the charts. Um, guys, have we seen any? Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something <laughs> breakfast. Movies we've seen. Robert, I think it took the exact length of that theme to free to put the glass on the table without making the noise of it I clanking to on be the. Careful. Uh, for the audio clarity. Clarity. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for being so kind to the listeners that they would not hear your glass. Oh I my don't god! Want anyone to oh. know that I drink water. Uh. Robert, what movies have you seen? Oh boy, I watched the new Pet Cemetery. Oh, you did? I did. And how was it? I didn't like it as much <laughs> as the 89, 90, 91, uh-huh. the, the last one, the good, the one. It's got Lithgow in it though. He doesn't get to do the main accent though. The main accent? Maine, where they live. Oh, accent. okay. I thought you meant <laughs> you like know, the, the prime, Maine, yeah. the, the pet cemetery accent. Ah. Um, no, because because uh, Fred Gwynn, who plays the who, uh, Herman Munster, and he plays the Judd uh-huh. in the other one, has this really thick. That's that. You want to go down that road, and, and like <laughs> yeah. sometimes dead's better. Yeah, and just really kind of just just choose on it, and and I and I love me some Lithgow, but there's no he doesn't really get to. He doesn't really feel like he lives there. He kind of feels like he he moved there into a really old house also. And was like, well, I guess I just landed here. Uh-huh. Um, Is that your main problem with it? Yeah, that's, that, that's oh, it. Max. That's it. Um, oh, no, that's it just good. kind of feels... It's like one of those movies that feels kind of unnecessary. Like, there weren't enough changes. And they even kind of showed kind of a, an interesting change in the trailer, which, minor spoiler, but it's in almost all the promotional materials, is that the... Um, Originally, like the young son Gage dies in the in the book in the in the previous film, and then he's he's resurrected. I heard that his original name is Gopala. G- Gage Gopala. <laughs> wow, that's a sick Nick Cage <laughs> reference. Thanks. Um, totally worth it. Um, <laughs> yeah. and in this one, it's the daughter, the older daughter uh-huh. that that perishes. And it's just kind of a weird choice, especially since like Gage is like this creepy. I don't know if either of you have seen the original Pet Cemetery. Probably not. I know enough about it. Yeah. But the kid is kind of simultaneously very cute and also very like kind of creepy when he's like walking around and holding a little scalpel and stuff. And this little girl is old enough and talks and kind of just doesn't really have the same kind of effect on me. And then I won't spoil the ending, but it just kind of goes in a weird direction where I, I don't know. It's it's a book and a film about grief, but this one just felt so much more, uh, yeah, just kind of unnecessary. I was I was kind of disappointed. I was really kind of hoping for a little bit more. I had heard buzz. People were saying it's Stephen King's been having a lot of adaptations recently, and I was like, they were like, oh, it's a really good one. I was like, oh, well, great. That's it's easy. somewhere between The Dark Tower and it in terms of quality. Dark Tower should not be part of the conversation. That's well, it a is. bad. It's, it's a bad. reason <laughs> Stephen King adaptation. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Andrew, you're right. You're, you know what? It just wasn't for me. Uh-huh. Um, 
I yeah, I think that and Gerald's game on Netflix and there's a couple other oh, I think there's a Thomas uh Thomas Jane is in like some nineteen forty two Oh yeah, I'll see, I'll see out that that Kennedy show a couple years ago. He's really been mm-hmm. Stephen King's year, baby. Um <laughs> And he yeah. ain't leaving. It just kind of felt kind of like why why the bother? I don't yeah. know. It didn't really feel unique enough. I think like from the just from the vibe of the trailer, it does like you were talking about with the original, it is a much more a story about grief. Where this mm-hmm. one, it kind of feels like it was meant it was made to scare the pants off you. Yeah, there's more yeah it's weird it's sort of like reverent to the original in some ways and then other ways it changes also it's been a while since i read the book so it's possibly one of those situations where they took what the fuck are you recording a podcast for go read the book <laughs> they probably took they could have taken stuff where i'm like they didn't do that in the other movie and it's like probably like more true to the the cimmerillion yeah. for, for pet cemetery has like all the backstory yeah, 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 stuff yeah. yeah yes 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 the pets the pets cimmerillion oh <laughs> so what what other movie did you see uh, gosh. Oh, did I see something else other than other than the one we're talking about? I think I just saw. I might have just seen um, Pet Cemetery. Pet and you saw it three times other, in theaters. Other shows, other uh, TV shows, rather. But uh, uh, Max, what'd you see, movie wise? Uh oh. Let me take a look. I I want to say that I really don't like the way they spell cemetery and Pet Cemetery. I know, but the ki- little kids wrote it. They don't know how to spell, it and is. they have bad schools, <laughs> which is how I'm defending it. Which is yeah. a slam on main schools. Yeah. That's right. Maine, you suck. You suck. <laughs> Increase that budget. Uh, so I saw a movie called Faces Places, which is a documentary about two um, artists in France. Uh-huh. Uh, an older woman and a younger man. And uh, they go around taking photos of people in cities, like going and talking to people in cities and taking photos of someone and or several people and then uh, pasting them up in, in a large way. Uh-huh. And it's pretty interesting. And, and, and it's fun and, and, and doing what? You, what do you mean? They paste up the pictures. So they'll, oh. they'll take a picture of this guy uh, who owns a barn and kind of works all the time and and just like put a, a giant picture of him on the front of his barn. Or like they had another picture. They, they had a bunch of people come up uh, in this one village. Are they uh, into... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And they're all like biting onto a piece of bread, like a baguette. <sighs> and when they put all the pictures up next to each other, so the baguette just seems huge, like it goes from one picture to the oh, other. Oh, that's all really the way cool. Across. And they just do a bunch of other cute things like hmm. that and just try and interact with the people and, and have a fun day of it. How is it the duo, are they dividing and conquering, going to different places? Or are they going together to towns? Together. And then, oh, interesting. And then there will be like... They're just uh, an artist duo, basically. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. They they met somewhere, kind of like a, a weird duo, but sure. but they're fun to like watch. And they, John they and have, Yoko. They have uh, points in the middle where they're, or like in between each thing where they just kind of talk to each other about uh, how it was with their life and the are, future and all this other uh, stuff. You said that one guy was on a barn. Or is it always like a large piece, like on a building or something? Or is it something? Yeah, usually. Oh, wow. Usually. Okay. That's yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I recommend it. It's pretty good. Faces Places? Faces Places is what it's called. Ah. And I forget uh, which streaming service we watched it on, but it was on one of them. Mm-hmm. And then I watched A Quiet Place. Oh, had you not seen that? I had not seen it. This is the first time. What do you think? I thought that it was pretty good. Okay. But it really bothered me some of the stuff that just did not seem to make any sense. Have you seen it, Andrew? No. You have seen it, I have seen it. You Uh, can be kind of... I don't know if Andrew plans on seeing it, but you could could tread. You can say whatever. Mm, Okay. I'll... I'll I'll tread lightly because it's not that big of a deal. It's and not quietly. like any, any oh hey or not because sometimes the rules don't always apply. Yeah, exactly. That's that's really what it is. Is that there's there were, a I will say and, and, and Andrew, that's pretty fun. I don't know if you've seen the trailer, but there's a a whiteboard in the movie that has like weakness and just like a big circle around it. Uh huh. <laughs> like they're game planning or just like that you if you lived in a world with monsters every day, you need to go down that whiteboard and be like, yes, yes, ah man, and figure that weakness yeah. out. What? Another you know, day. A, I'm keeping it a big circle though. Yeah. That's a big one. This is on my to-do list. Figure he just hasn't been to that whiteboard in a while. Yeah, I just it it seemed like there was a lot of a lot of different things. Like I don't know why they did certain uh, yeah cer- I, certain actions I, and like they they would discover something, uh, but not really take advantage of it. And then they would have other things where they really went out of their way to do stuff really difficultly hmm. and uh, just like. It bo- it did a- it was enough no, to bother me it, like uh, during the movie even I, though it wasn't the point. We're also being general, but like I-, I agree with you because I am a fan. I'm a fan in in sci-fi and horror, especially where they can have a weird premise or a ridiculous rule or something. But I like 
when they try and hew to that. I like when there's something established in that universe where you're like, oh, yeah. especially if it's like a magical realism or there's one weird thing, kind of like in this movie, there's these things mm-hmm. and that's the sound is their whole thing. Kind of keeping that in mind and kind of not fudging it too much. Yeah. And I feel like there's a few instances or things where you're just thinking about the actual setup. There's some stuff like about like kind of where they live that I thought mm-hmm. was clever, but you're right. There's other things that they maybe like learn that it's, I don't know. It's also like, I'm assuming this, there's never been a an interaction between them. So it's all kind of like happening for the first time. It seems like that, like there's maybe been drills, but this is the first time where they've had to actually deal with like something maybe on the, on the property. I'm just trying to keep it general just cause yeah. I, I enjoyed it, but yeah. Yeah. But I agree that like, but the location of the property didn't make sense after you learn about like, Oh sure. Uh, incredible defense or something that, sure. that that really would have worked in their mm-hmm. favor and allowed them to do a lot more than they were they they're were doing able a, to do. They're doing a sequel and he's he's coming back and directing and yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. I I mean I think uh, overall it was an enjoyable watch. I think those little things uh nagged at me a, a little too much for me to really like say hey it was a great movie. Sure. Okay. That's fair. Uh and then the other movie I just watched was They Shall Not Grow Old. Oh my gosh, I want to watch this so bad. I missed it in IMAX. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I went and saw it at the the Crest, the second run theater oh, here wow. in Seattle or up in Shoreline. Is it so it's playing there now? Right. Uh, yeah. Oh sweet. Okay. If it hasn't, uh, this was last weekend, so it should oh, okay. still be playing right. there. Um, but yeah, it's very. They shall still be playing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, this is the and now. Tell us what it's about. Uh, <laughs> in case you guys don't know, this is a um, or the listeners, I guess maybe both of you know. Um, it's a movie about. I don't. I'm with the listeners on this one. Oh, okay. It's uh, about World War One. It's a movie made by Peter Jackson. <laughs> I almost said P- Peter Jackman. Peter Jackman. Hugh Jackman's brother. It says, uh, "What if Wolverine was in World, World War One?" Hugh Jackman's running around seeing it through. So there's like a museum that. Um, they had a bunch of old footage from World War One and and uh, interviews from uh, people in World War One, uh, survivors of World War One, mm-hmm. and um, they came to Peter Jackson and asked him if he would make a documentary, and he tried to figure out how he would go about making something that was new. And so what they ended up doing with a lot of the footage, not all of the footage in the movie, but with a lot of it, is. Um, you know how when you watch a, an old black and white movie, everything moves really quickly? It's overclocked. And, yeah. Yeah. You see people walking, it's kind of so fast. He, he wanted to take that footage and make it more modern. And he did a lot. They did. They put it through all of the, the processes of um, like... Colorization. Colorization, uprising, filling in those yes. frames. And, um, you know, making it widescreen rather than the... And also the overdubbing. Letterbox. Like they... If they could tell what people were saying with lip readers and stuff and telling the conversation, especially people seeing like a camera for the first time and being like, hey, we're on, look, they would come in and they had people then dub in the people's voices. So, hey, Robert, you saw this movie, right? I am so excited to see this movie, but continued. I'm just, I'm. (laughs) I didn't know that part. So it's good good that he's chiming in. Oh, Uh, you're welcome, Max. (laughs) And here's the ending to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Do you guys going to know what happened at the end of World War One? (laughs) We We won. (laughs) Uh, we the, landed on the moon. <laughs> yeah, it's really depressing, obviously. Yeah, and uh, it's graphic at points, and uh, it does a good job of of hammering it home, though that war is fucking disgusting, mm-hmm. and uh, there's really no upside to it. It's just awful yep. uh, at the end of it. So, um, but I think it's important. I I think it's something special that they were able to take that and and i don't know is it too cynical to say that like the original footage like i feel like people don't connect to it sometimes or it it, you think about things that are so long ago that feels like they were in black and white so to see it to see it like real people to see it in all the color in the blue sky against against all that inhumanity it's it's very easy to distance yourself from that old footage where it's like this is a different time this is another thing and here you get to see, oh, these were people going through life at the same speed that we do with the, yeah, really you know, young men in a lot of the yeah. Yeah. occasions going off to and, and potentially in their lives. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but uh, I'm glad you got to see it. I, I really want to go see it while it's still on a big screen. Yeah. I, I would recommend it if it's something that you're interested in. I'm very in. interested. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then check it out. There are some weird points. So they are filling in, um, 
frames. And so they're taking, you know, a face that's straight on and then a face that's turned to the side. And it, there are some weird spots where you could tell it's an AI figuring out what's in between there. And it doesn't necessarily move like a real face. Agent smithing into the next. Yeah. It kind of like, uh, faces kind of slide and and move around in a way that, that isn't at all. I think I saw a little bit of that in the trailer, even just like kind of arms, you'll see like kind of move a little to the side, but it's like not, not so much where I wasn't like aware that it, that's what was kind of happening because yeah. of the effects. So. You, you still get lost in it. Sure. Uh, and the whole, the whole movie from start to finish essentially is uh, just people talking about their experience leading up to during and wow. after the war. That's uh, crazy. You know, just clips of, of their opinions of, of it all. And it's interesting. Hmm. Damn. Yeah. And that's the, the last movie I saw. How about okay. you, Andrew? I'm going to, abstain from this and i'm going to surprise you guys by asking you about Uh. (laughs) indiana jones (laughs) back to the future (laughs) all right i think we need to turn it off so we do not get sued Um, (laughs) did you guys both see the episode nine teaser of course my friend (laughs) yes of course i did what did you think of Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker teaser trailer. I mean, I'm I have been a fan of the last two films, and Same. I am excited for this one. And I'm excited that JJ's back, and I'm also excited <laughs> the Ryan Johnson's not on yet. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Andrew looked right at me when he said JJ. I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not not I'm not necessarily I'm ex- it's exciting in a way that like he gets to bookend it is very is very cool to me like what I'm, if he just retcons everything that Ryan Johnson that of course is the big joke <laughs> please, oh, someone please, also oh, said <laughs> someone also said like he, he apparently told or told people like he was jealous when he saw Ryan Johnson's script because he, he would have loved to have directed that uh-huh. but it almost seems like a oh <laughs> that then, was so cute I wish I could have uh, given it my flair then uh, when he saw the final product he was like oh God, everyone acts like everyone is shit talking like of course, Mark Hamill wants isn't going to be like this movie sucks. Like yeah. he needs to get paid. He wants to get paid. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm I'm very excited and um, God, there's there's just like my my mind is reeling. The the title is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I think personally, it's alluding to in the way that the Jedi are supposedly no longer a thing at the end of the last film. Uh-huh. That Skywalker might become the name for something else. Oh, like it's a like a legacy. You're not a not you're just not a, a dark force wielder. You're not a Sith. You're not a thing. Like Skywalkers could be like, remember an ambiguous not, like they they, they keep talking a, about the balance. They keep talking about this thing that it's not this up your own ass Jedi stuff where they don't realize there's a Sith right underneath their nose, and it's not this rule of two cruelty electric lightning thing. It's like this line where you're trying to maintain. I don't know. I don't know. It, it could mean a lot. I think it's going to become more of a title than a name than the person that it came from. It's going to mean more than just Luke and Vader and everyone else. I think it's just going to become a ranch in Wyoming. And oh, Skywalker <laughs> ranch, like literally the in Skywalker California. at the end of the movie, <laughs> the been, last scene is Skywalker ranch yeah. ascends to yeah. heaven. I've been by, he's got that Jabba door robot that comes out and greets you when you, when you walk up to it. Cool. Cool. No, but he cared. Um, anyway, um, but no, and I think, well, I think the craziest part of the trailer personally is that, the very end that the audio when you see the dish of the death star 2 uh-huh yeah. you hear old palpatine so I, the I, penguin yeah. is back <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't really realize that it was palpatine there was first, some contra people thought it was uh uh hamill it i like thought him. so too i thought yeah. I, that my first thought was is he like the joker Ooh, again yeah. boy yeah. Yeah. yeah well you know it's been really have you guys seen any of the memes where it's like no one's ever really gone and then it cuts to black and then you hear like Hey, you want to buy this for me, Jedi? <laughs> it's like, and it's like, so now there's like a string of those where it's like you hear Jar Jar, you hear every yeah. Unkar Plutt, you hear every kind of character being like, no one's ever really gone. And then yeah. <laughs> their audio. So good. So funny. Um, what do you guys think? I'm gushing about it. Yeah, I'm excited. I <laughs> am really happy that JJ's back and it seems like he's aware of what happened last time. <laughs> it is like, okay, yeah, we're fixing uh, Kylo Ren's mask. We're doing this. We're doing that. Just like all of the these little... The, the hmm. trailers seem very pointed in that. You like, think the mask is an actual... Like, is something like a critique of that? 
I don't think it's necessarily a critique. I think it's something Kylo I, would do. Yeah, yeah. Also, I it's sort of it like weird sense. monkey hands building it too. So it's some like weird new uh, builder boy for him. Builder boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's not it wasn't Kylo's hands. Once he got a lot hairier. Oh, so um, maybe it's somebody else, just uh, some one of the Knights of Ren. No, but yeah, I just think... I, but it seemed like he was just well aware of kind of the opinion of the last one, and JJ's hmm. throwing that out there. This is what I got from sure. it and what I wanted from it. So maybe that's why I'm seeing it in there, is because it's what I want, well, and I'm we, hoping for it. I'm I'm getting hyped, like, oh, he's he's going to you're, yeah, uh, you're, correct you're, some you're of the things. You're seeing kind of what the movie you kind of want in it. Well, yeah. that's interesting, because Andrew and I mentioned, too, like... These I actually went back and watched like the Last Jedi teaser and then the Force Awakens teaser to be like, oh yeah, what's that first one that came out? And it said the one that says this Christmas. It's, it's mostly music, and yeah, it's all very. They're all pretty cryptic. There's some very key shots. It's just like it's stuff, like a sizzle but, reel. It's like this yes. shot followed by this shot. There's no like yeah. cohesive story to it. You can't yeah. like you can barely decipher plot details. Even from the it. first scene in this trailer, which is her, it's Ray in the desert. It, it could be. Could be Tatooine, could be Jakku, could be a new desert planet. Yeah, and there's this Tie Fighter that it's red and black. It's it could be just a that's what the Fort, First Order Ties look like now. It could be could Kylo. be Kylo's. Yeah, it could be people are like, oh, she's just she's training with him. That's not a an aggressive thing. They're you know why and why didn't he shoot her and why and what's she gonna and it's like. Is that the end of the movie? Is that the first thing you see in the movie? Like it's that's just, the last scene of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And then there's also the fact that uh, we can't be positive that every single scene that's in there is going to make it into if, the right movie. rogue one is anything to be believed like half the yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the promotional material that never winds up and i i also like i think we mentioned that maybe on the last episode or two that i like the trend of having a little bit of an edit in the trailer if you know especially if you like know something like i know you haven't seen promotional material but like marvel movies have been doing that more often leaving out details like all we all since we've all seen it thor's eye mm-hmm. in the ragnarok trailer just lightning coursing out in that scene in the movie it is vacant and because yeah. it's been taken so i like there's a few few people are doing that now and i kind of like that about it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i wouldn't be surprised in this case either so. yeah uh yeah what you think andrew i think it looks fun uh you know i I don't dislike The Last Jedi in the way that you do. Um, I probably don't like it as much as you, Robert, but um, I don't... I don't even know if Ryan Johnson likes it as much as I do. <laughs> um, He's I, like, chill, dude. Not anymore. Uh, it ruined his life. <laughs> yeah, I was the toxic fanboy. I liked it too much. Um, so, I, you know, I, I of course I'm going to see it and probably have a lot of fun watching mm-hmm. it in the theater. And, like, it is theoretically the last numbered jet or uh, Star Wars movie for at least a while. The- Bob Iger said something along the lines of like this will be they're taking a little break now a little yeah. break in Disney's could mean like owning, half a ownership year. could be yes could be an extra six months tacked on I am personally I wouldn't mind an Obi Wan uh, movie I think I told I think with that Disney streaming service there's some cool stuff I saw some footage from Mandalorian that looks yeah. really cool sure I wouldn't mind more Star Wars stories but I think they need to kind of take a few gambles and kind of embrace that like there's some weirder stuff that people enjoy. I think that I think the mistake with the Star Wars stories I think was there's not enough like I think Han Solo there just wasn't enough distance between it and Last Jedi mm-hmm. where I think you know like Marvel can get away with it because it's all like they build on each other yeah. versus like Han Solo had nothing to do with Last Jedi. I mean it's it's filling in it's weirdly filling in like the dice becomes very prominent in that which is then an element in Last Jedi right, but it's but sort like, of like nobody back cares engineering about yeah so like well I mean I, they're my favorite prop in all of Star Wars <laughs> forget <laughs> lightsabers yeah yo give uh, me those dice so I I am I am excited to see it I yeah. will see it in theaters like I said um I, you know, I agree with you. I think it, it's ambiguous enough. The scenes are disjointed enough that it's not giving away too much. Um, the scenes all look good. You know, like I, obviously I'm a fan of like the new characters. So I like that it, they're still, still seem to be doing, you know, they're still banded together in it. There's that scene of, uh, Finn and Poe sort of like looking like, huh? And bb has got a smaller friend. Yeah. Yeah. So um, more toys to be sold, I old, guess. Old Lando. Uh, old Lando. Who kind of looked, he was kind of rocking a similar outfit to uh, the Lando from Solo, which I thought was very cool. Yeah. Like, still rocking that, those cape, still the cape closet, basically. Yeah. So yeah, I think it looks fun and I am excited. Cool. So right. cool. Did you see anything from the Mandalorian? No. Or the new um, game that's coming out, uh-uh. single player? Oh man, that looks really cool too. And yeah. I guess the the person that's kind of mocap the main character of that takes place after like order 66 so he's like a padawan just stranded and on the run uh-huh. and then it seems like 
jumps ahead a couple of years where he's just laying low and trying not to let people know yeah. he can do that. And it's the guy, it's the the guy who plays the Joker in Gotham. Oh, really? Yeah, which just seems like and, an odd choice. He plays Ian in Shameless. Oh, okay. But yeah, so he's the, and it looks fun. Single player, no, mm-hmm. no microtransactions. Just video games we played. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it just sounds like it looks really promising. It looks yeah. really fun. Anyway. Cool. TV shows we've seen. We've <laughs> seen. What have you guys seen? I haven't seen any TV. Uh, I started a show called Barry with um, uh, uh, not Paul Rudd. Um, well, I can't think of his name. Bill Hader. Hader. And I only got an episode or two in, but it's a he's a hitman who basically one of his marks is in a acting class, an acting class. Yeah. So he like goes and then kind of like kind of falls for a little bit, and then after the events of the second one, he just kind of wants to stay with the program and yeah. kind of like work out of that. And Henry Winkler is sort of the kind of like over the top kind of uh leader of that troop of people. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm excited to kind of dive more in, but yeah, I only just started that one. Um, uh, the other one I watched, not going to, we'll probably not talk about game of Thrones. You haven't seen it or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Hey, game of Thrones is back, but luckily for people who don't watch it only for a couple of weeks. Cause it's like what? Just like six episodes. Um, no, I watched something called. Will that mean that when it's over, nobody's going to talk about it ever again? Maybe. Gee, I mean, I don't think the books will ever come out. So yeah. Um, <laughs> if it's anything like Lost, <laughs> that, yeah. Be how it works. Uh, no, I watched a show called The Terror, which I think was airing on AMC. I don't remember, but I I bought the whole season for Jamie on like YouTube or something like uh-huh. that. Um, but it has. Oh God, Lane Price for Mad Men. I forget that actor's name. Richard, is it Richard? What's the show called? Grant. It's called The Terror. Uh, it's got um, another Game of Thrones veteran. Um, I am like everyone's name is lo- leaving my head right now. Um, he played uh, freaking Mance Raider. Kieran Hines. Kieran Hines is one of the one of the people in this. And um, so basically it's a about an expedition uh, to find the Northern Passage, like above above uh, Canada and kind of going through the bulls. And it's based on a real expedition, but just because of where they where they got stuck, the ships got stuck in the ice and the, the evidence or lack thereof, they don't really know what happened to the party. They kind of all just kind of, disappeared Mm -hmm. so it takes that and kind of expands upon it and kind of shows maybe what day-to-day life was like and then also adds definitely a supernatural element which is sort of they run afoul of uh they accidentally uh wound uh an inuit kind of shaman Uh and they can't save him and he dies but because he doesn't die like out on the ice like he's supposed to the kind of creature that he kind of commands is like not tethered to him anymore and it's i don't want to like spoil anything but sort of just like on top of just like this miserable experience there's this thing kind of stalking them and it's it's like it's like it would be like just having like a polar bear or something like just kind of like on your party and watching you the whole time um but it was really good and it was kind of uh i think there were like you know 45 minutes to like the last couple of i think are hour episodes i think it was like 10 or 12 episodes but we watched the whole thing and i was really enjoyed it my wife is loves all the just all the stuff on ships and and kind of sailing journeys like that but this one was just like god so miserable like it's hard to imagine just how wild that would be and like spending years like that's the detail that always gets me when you hear about this is that you'll find a bay and you'll realize that ice is getting too thick so you have to winter there so you're sitting in your ship for like months with these guys and then finally it gets thawed out enough that you could start going again but you might have to stop in winter again and it just mm-hmm. adds on years and years like it there's just times where you won't be able to break out or you're all chopping the ice around the boat to get it out and it's just it's not going to happen she told me that when they found the remains of one of these ships it was in like 38 feet of water jeez so it's not like also like how are you you can't get it out of that ice like it yeah. wasn't like an ocean with a layer on top it was you know so it's just like wild to think about and like what these people went through the the dramatization the added stuff they put in the show was really cool too i liked it a lot yeah, yeah. and is is it only the one season because they kind of have the uh yeah but re- surprisingly up. she's uh 
uh, Jamie told me that they're doing another season. I don't know if it's just going to be called the Terror because that's the name, the name of the, one of the ships, uh-huh. but it was also like just applicable to the situation. But um, I think they're doing another season, but about some other type it's of expedition. It's an anthology yeah, series. Maybe. Kind of yeah. like how True Detective, I suppose, is yeah. called that despite the fact that they're all disparate um, stories. There's only did, one True Detective. Yeah. We did not watch all of those. That, that, that third one was really good. But yeah, anyway, I would recommend it. if I, I Yeah, like I said, I had to buy the season, but I thought it was worth it, and I thought it was really enjoyable. Some really good performances. Hmm. Yeah. Max? Uh, I've been watching some of the old uh, tried and true. I uh, finished up season three of Mr. Robot uh, and dug that and I think they're going to continue with it, but uh, oh, so, are you current? So far, that's, you're current, current then. Oh, cool. I, I believe so, unless they've uh, made some that ha- and it hasn't made it to Prime. a secret online only season. You <laughs> exactly. Seen. You have to hack. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn, dude. Damn, meta. dude. So meta. Uh, and it's more Handmaiden's Tale. Uh huh. I always want to call it ha- Handmaiden's Tale. Yeah. It's not. It's that. not that. It's definitely not that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also watched. What was the other one? Oh, Preacher. Watch some Preacher. Uh, season, I watched season two. Most or partway through the first season. I kind of liked it. I just kind of fell off mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dig it. But it's it is one of the. It's kind of weird, and it's it's like uh, hyper violent at points. So yeah. If you're not into that, you're not going to dig it. Uh, but yeah, I've been enjoying it. Cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. All right. Are you ready? For the main movie. Oh, yeah. Gomer upset Sergeant Carter. Oh, I'll never forget that episode. Pile! Shazam! Pile! Shazam! Pile! Shazam! That, of course, is the theme song to the movie <laughs> DC's Shazam. DC's Shazam. Uh, Shazam is starring Zachary Levi and some other people. Mark Strong. Yeah. And... Uh, some other people i can't remember their names and he is a young billy 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 batson is a young kid who goes to the foster system he ends up in a foster home uh his younger foster brother's being picked on by these bullies he stands up for him sort of and then (laughs) imbues the powers of shazam because he's like the last person on earth uh, who can get these powers apparently because he is not worthy of them but you know whatever he is desperate to give these powers away because he's gonna die Wow. So a little, uh, <laughs> adding a little of your own opinion. That's that. directly from the Wikipedia. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, what did you guys think of Shazam? DC Shazam. You go oh, ahead, Max. Ah, well, I thought it was one of the better DC movies uh, in the top three for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the <laughs> of this new, the DCEU movies is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I suppose. Uh, so, yeah, I can't, I don't know. It could even be better than uh, Aquaman in Wonder Woman, in my opinion, uh, because it is corny as hell, mm-hmm. but it was a fun watch. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like, I, despite my uh, extra added flair to the description of the movie, I also liked it a lot. And um, I do have a, a few things I don't like about it that we'll get mm-hmm. to as the movie, as we talk about it. But um, I mean, it. I, I think it is genuinely one of the most, not sure what that buzzing is. Um, We're checking all know. our equipment, and is it this one? Nope. Everything should be okay. Fine. We'll They're deal with it. In. They're plugged in. Um, if you're hearing a buzzing, I'm very sorry. That is. It doesn't sound like much, so I don't know what that, that is. Don't impress me much. <laughs> I just noticed. Okay. It. Um, we'll just pick it up from here. Yeah. So uh, the. <sighs> I, I, it's like, it's very fun. Sorry, we're kind of read grouping here. Uh, it, I think it's like a, such a fun movie. Um, I was, I remarked to my wife as we were watching it that the, the younger brother who is differently abled, the mm-hmm. foster brother is differently abled. I was yeah, like, did they say what was, what was going on? I just, just, he just seemed to have some like physical ailment. Yeah, they didn't sure. really get into it. But I was like, man, I'm getting real Adam Brody vibes from this kid. Just the way he's like, he's like giving out his did lines. Really? I did. I was like, wow. man, I'm getting vi- that sort of vibe from him. And then I was like, is that racist? That I'm just like, yeah, this little Jewish kid's reminding me of a different Jewish actor. And then, it turns out spoiler it alert, was later, good racism. Yeah, yeah, spoiler alert. Later in the movie, <laughs> uh, when they all are imbued with powers, he is Adam Brody. And I was just like, holy shit! Like that is. I can't believe I fucking that called is it. Pretty funny. Yeah, you stood up. You cheered. Yeah. I bowed to the audience. Everybody started cheering for me. He said, I'm not racist. See, I told you yeah. I'm not racist. I told you. Yeah. I told all of you. Um, yeah. Do you want to 
do you what want did to you think of, what did you think of it oh well i i i enjoyed it too i think that similarly like yeah it's it's up there for i think i kind of liked that it was like lower stakes i liked that it was a smaller a much smaller story compared to like aquaman even though like the spectacle of aquaman was was pretty fun this one was like grounded in a certain way um but i still my main critique and we can get into it maybe is that it still kind of has this um it still kind of has the sensibility that it it has to exist in this dc universe so there's some like dark parts where i was kind of surprised and was like oh that's that is like a little creepy and i was like well i guess but i guess we're in this world and this 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 superman that's come back to life yeah killed by doomsday all this all this stuff where i kind of was just like oh oh yeah yes this is also this is where jared leto's joker is in this, <laughs> yeah. in this world yeah. like st- is he still um so stuff like that but we'll, we'll we can kind of talk about it a little bit um but did you actually have any qualms with kind of him getting getting the powers desperately um you know i was thinking because like well, so the the, in, the starting is very interesting because that's when you first yeah. meet the wizard right yeah. Um, it, it turns out that this wizard played by, uh, gentleman overlords, all-star Jimin Hansu, um, wait, who, (laughs) um, is plays the wizard, um, who imbues people with the powers of Shazam. Mm -hmm. Um, he has been looking for hundreds of years for somebody to imbue these powers to. He's been wearing a beard and wig from party city for (laughs) millennia. (laughs) Um, he tries to give them to a young Mark Strong who, uh, the part of the test is he tempts you with the, these like dark powers that are imbued with the, like the, the spirit of the all the seven of, deadly sins. Yeah, the eye of something or other. Yeah. Right? It's like this bad. Object. And he ends up taking it or wanting to take it. And that he kicks him out, says you're not worthy anymore. Eventually Mark Strong finds his way back to that cave, takes the powers and yeah. then beats up the wizard. Well, not before, that's what I thought was kind of crazy. It was like a very heavy intro where he, he is teleported away in the back seat. The, yeah. the magic eight balls are talking Causes, about him, he teleports away. Then when he comes back, he freaks out so bad because he's like, no, no, I've seen this ex magical world that he causes them to have a near miss. And then a subsequent car crash that yeah. leaves his dad. I thought his dad was dead. I thought so too. And then it turns, and it turns out he's, he's in, in a, a wheelchair. wheelchair later Yeah, and his dad and brother like run the big company the company the yeah as it's called in the movie sylvana yeah company core sylvana core yeah lex core um and he has like a wing that he does research on he says mass hypnosis but it's all in efforts to find it's magical you know like that sort of stuff i am never that mad that they don't explain it in movies but it's also like what is he what does he do that allows him to have so much money that he can do all this like magical research his his father has like nothing but disdain for him so the idea that they're even giving him like a room a stipend yeah room in the building to be like yeah read your symbols or whatever do you want i guess what how does he have so much money that he can afford to have like a lark of a like a magic research you know whatever so unbelievable anyway yeah. uh, yeah that was the worst part of the movie yeah um, so he ends up getting the powers, beats up the wizard. The wizard is so desperate to find somebody that he settles on Billy Batson, who uh, up to this point in the movie has been kind of a dick. Like yeah. he steals a cop car, goes, he's trying to find his mom. So he has this list of people that he thinks could possibly be his mom. Well, and I did, I mean, I get it, but he's going off of, yeah, like <laughs> what I thought to myself immediately was like, well, what if she doesn't go by the name Batson anymore? Yeah. And that turns out to kind of be the case. So well, I mean, he's a kid. So like, I know, you know I it's know. just like kid logic, but he's but... also like savvy. Yeah. So, so he, yeah, he just, at the beginning of the movie, you don't really feel a lot of like, wow, this kid has like, and I was thinking like, it makes sense from like a DC movie that this is what they're like showing you as like a true hero is this kid who like, is making very selfish kind of dickheaded decisions. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that kind of lines up with how they present Superman. So yeah. that's, this is, he does kind of continue making those throughout right. the entire movie yeah. until the very end where he like kind of doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> but at least, at least um, he has the excuse of being a child and like having a hard time, even with the newfound power to like confront. He's still scared of Mark strong, even though he's suddenly bulletproof and can punch people into the sky. But Superman's a guy who's just like seems inconvenienced by uh humanity stuff, yeah. Um so the wizard imbues Billy Batson with the powers of being Zachary Levi. The powers of being Zachary <laughs> Levi. Um he 
So he can he can turn into the the hero Shazam by saying the word Shazam, mm-hmm. and he becomes this powered buff guy. What do you think of the joke where he was like, "Put your hands on my rod," and he was like, "Ew." That was a, yeah. I was a little like, "Is that like do we need a pedophile joke here? Is that yeah. like is that like necessary? we already the joke is already that he's in this room with this very old weird man. Yeah, and then you're like kind of putting a. I mean, I a guess hat like on a penis <laughs> kind of a thing. Yeah, it just I I guess like what what could he say that wouldn't sound weird? And then like, how do you not address it when he says something that sounds weird? He's already talking about weird magical stuff. And then it's like, also here's a, a weird joke. It might be about my dick. Yeah. Like no matter how he phrases it, it can't not sound like he's talking about his dick. Oh, touch my so, staff, touch my wood. You I hear them in the beginning. The and then later when Mark strong gets back to that cave, you, you see them, but I really liked the, the voices of were really creepy and the, the look of all the sins. Oh, I didn't really like the, liked. I didn't like the looks at all. Oh, those really? Were very cool. Too generic? Yeah. Or yeah. They took too trolly? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I didn't just think like, they were too bad. I, they, I, the thing was, is like, I think they could have done a better job of designing them to look unique from each other. Yeah, because like, gluttony looked really like, yeah, that's the gluttony none of them, one. None of them look like I could, if you line them up in front of me right now, I would not be able to like well, match Andrew, the name. I have a surprise here because here they Ba-da-da. are. Ba-da-da. That's um, right. Gluttony, wrath, <laughs> envy, lust, pride, sloth, and the last one. D- Mark Strong. Yeah. <laughs> it just like they all were like very generic demons to me. Like and, none every single one of them was just gray and yeah, yeah. gray with red eyes it just and none of them like stood out i thought they could have done a better job of making them I unique think, i think you guys heard me i said i i kind of liked them though I oh oh uh, they were great i oh, yeah. uh, they were and so I, cool um, looking i totally changed my opinion but on last uh, jedi too but i uh, <laughs> likes it, so i must you heard, right? you heard that right you heard that right that's on the, that's on yeah. the record hey, he likes last it. jedi we got we got it um no i think that they were like that was the part though that I thought was like cr- creepy. Like they were very like I'm not saying like scary to like us, but I thought they were like creepy looking for like it's two guys that are fighting each other, and then there's these like weird like monsters that are attacking kids. And I stuff just like I that. think they could have made like I think it takes like a day of like graphic designing mm. to like make them look unique and still threatening and kind of sure. spooky. And have them have the same effect without them all just looking like gray blobs. Yeah, they are kind of like orcish. Yeah, I yeah, wonder just, if there was ever a concept gremlins. of that. Yeah, and how like they made those guys pretty unique. They look like they the live action Lilo identical. that's yeah. uh, going around Twitter right now. Yeah. Oh, that's right. There's yeah, floating around a live action. <laughs> um. So yeah, he imbues him with the powers of Shazam. Uh, he kind of at first like is trying to figure out his powers and also like starting to show them off he goes you know there's a scene from the trailer where he goes to that convenience store and like beats up the robbers and then i think there's a very funny scene where they like get beers afterwards and they both are like i can't believe it our first beer and they both take a sip and it's like disgusting so they end up with like arms full of candy instead i thought that was kind of cute i didn't Um, believe there's a part where there he's videotaping him and before they start to do the they're they're testing his powers at one point in the movie and documenting what he can or can't do and he and he's flossing, uh huh. And I was like, I don't even feel like Billy Batson does that, right? It I, felt I, like weird. I felt that a lot throughout the movie that uh, Zachary Levi did a decent fourteen-year-old impression, but he didn't do a good like impression of uh, that kid of that kid. It didn't oh, match. I thought that the two of them were fairly different. That he <clears throat> I think was that's like, a good observation. I didn't really think about that, but yeah, I think Billy Batson. The kid is kind of like a kid who seems to be over most of everything. That stuff. Yeah. And then when he's Zachary Levi, it's almost like he's a, excited about everything. It's yeah, it's almost like I an mean, overexcited that, uncle who's like, uh, "Did you know I can floss too?" Like, but I just, guess I guess then again, like he can suddenly. It, it's like then you know, it's like when you're the kid who can dunk and you walk up to the playground for the first time. If like you can do that, people are like, "Oh wow, cool!" So like he can all of a sudden do this stuff, and he has the the fun of people not realizing it's him when he does it but i think, I think they I do know. a better job with that in like a spider-man where he goes from like the nerdy guy to the really quippy talky guy yeah mm. um but in this one it didn't really work because it seemed like he was at that the whole time trying to be himself and then as soon as he turned back into the kid he was that kid again it wasn't like his whole mood shifted once he got those powers it was like when he was in those powers he was one thing and when he was out he was another yeah. i really didn't i now that i'm thinking about it, it didn't seem like he, the kid was doing an impression of Zachary Levi. It wasn't like he was, you know what I mean? Like it was like, I wasn't thinking about him being like, oh, he's acting that same. Yeah, I don't know. I think it, it just, it feels like not two, enough to, it feels like two disparate 
performances. Sure. Like they're not even playing the same character, even though yeah. they are. Did you guys like Zachary Levi though? As yeah, I did. Yeah. I okay. thought he was like I like this movie. Like the the it will like live on through its charm. Like it is. It's so fun. Zachary Levi brings a lot to that. Yeah, like, his performance brings a lot of the fun. Um, I thought the the scene where he's trying out his powers and it's scored "Don't Stop Me Now." I thought was great. Yeah, like I thought that was a very good use of that song in a way that like DC movies have not done well with like scoring their 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 movies to music. Yeah. They did 17 songs and starting a suicide squad. Yeah, None of that all was flopped. <laughs> and um so yeah, I don't know. I like I liked Zachary Levi. I thought he was mm-hmm. yeah, very fun in the role. Yeah, I agree. I think they uh, most of the actors I think did mm-hmm. a really good job. I just think that uh Zachary Levi didn't necessarily match his role uh, his uh character to the, I liked the his, other Billy Batson. I also liked his foster family and I think mm-hmm. um uh, Darla was particularly absolutely. Yeah. She was yeah. so cute. She, she like really stole the show. Yeah. yeah, I don't know where she came from, but she was very. She's adorable. one of the kids on This Is Us. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well. She's very cute in that show too, but playing a very different. Oh, okay. When you role. said when you said This Is Us, I thought it was Us, and I was like, "What? Oh. She's yeah. in Us? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great." Um. So yeah, the movie picks up. Uh, Mark Strong from the Sins tell him that he needs to hunt down Shazam and take his powers. Um, he is sort of realizing that his actions have consequences throughout the movie. He like is shooting lightning and stuff. And then it like knocks a bus off of a overpass overpass and he ends up saving it. But like realizing, you know, he's the one who caused it. He's the one who caused it. I hated that scene. (laughs) Yeah. There's a couple scenes in it that, and I'll, again, I'll get to my main issue with it later, but, um, yeah, there's a couple scenes that I don't think kind of hit the way that they wanted them to. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, this one, that was one of them. For me, it was just logistics. The fact that, um, like, they already established that he could jump, right? Yeah. And um, he, so the bus is hanging off the edge. And, and he's he just, just like, don't, 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 Yeah. He grabs a mattress in order to, like, allow Have it people land? to yeah. jump down to it. And then uh, he ends up catching it through the window. So he lets it drop down to him. Yeah. It falls about two stories with people like it, it's right like definitely the not the same like physics five as feet Man away Steel. from the f- yeah. ground. Yeah, yeah. He, he also lets two or three or four people fall the entire length of the bus <laughs> yeah. down to the front, yeah. and then the whole bus falls directly onto him. So yeah, he, he saves it from about six feet, however yeah. tall he is. I feel like uh, everyone's he concussed. Catches it, he catches it. <laughs> in the the windows the very front window yeah. so <laughs> would have just busted through and he would be like right. ho- holding these I'm not sure how his arms his are any softer than the ground yeah yeah so like none of that just logistically hey, doesn't make any sense <laughs> it it's uh but because the rest of the movie is so corny it kind of doesn't matter sure. in in most ways but it, it did kind of rub me the yeah. wrong way sure so the movie uh, we'll just skip to the end so um uh, Mark Strong's character. What is the name of his bad guy character? Doctor Silvana. Doctor Silvana. Oh, one more thing. Can I add in one thing yeah. before we jump to the end? What did you think of? I thought this was interesting. That his foster brother is really obsessed with Batman and Superman and has yeah. like memorabilia, including like a batarang uh-huh. that comes into play at some point, and wears even t-shirts. Yeah, for that. And they've kind of established at this point since Superman passing, they showed people having the teacher and stuff like that. But this is a world that with real superheroes and people wear their merch. But in this world, this is the Batman that's like old and <laughs> broken down. Uh-huh. His Robin has been murdered yeah. at some point, we know, and was branding people so they would get killed in prison. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I just think it's kind of interesting. Plus, there's a part where they're in like the mall and there's like a toy shop and there's like the the Batman series uh-huh like toys like the chunky so there's like cartoons about the real batman mm-hmm. and there's like he throws like a batman toy it's like i'm batman and it's like okay so we live in a world that like all universes converge and like <laughs> the the commercial version of batman exists in the one with the real vigilante that yeah. does this stuff interesting choice i just thought that was a, a an odd thing i believe it i, I do there, too i think there are people who if uh, captain america existed in our universe there would definitely be toys of captain america oh i'm not yeah. saying that i just thought it was an interesting choice to not have he had the thick bat fleck bat symbol shirt yeah but there are also the stuff for the myriad of things that have been inspired by Batman. It, it just is like a weird i'm not saying that wouldn't come about 
because of their presence, but it was just odd to have like our specific universe's stuff in the movie. Sure. Kind of promoting it, especially since like one is like, yeah, that's that Batfleck, certain Batman. And the other one's like, we also have a kid's cartoon where like Joker's a funny guy. Yeah. And like well, he's always vexing Batman. So anyway, I was just yeah. kind of noticed that all yeah. that stuff. Um, so true. the, sorry. I was saying that's true. It's interesting. I think that it would happen like that, though. You see a lot of different iterations, especially in advertising and selling and, and uh, going from generation to generation. So, I mean, uh, well, I guess it wouldn't be generation. We all have replica batterings. Just the right? yeah. Batman. Um, yeah, it's, it's something to think about. Yeah. That's interesting. Good point, Robert. Way to go, Robert. Wow. Um, <laughs> so the, the end of the movie is uh, he does eventually find his mom, but his mom wants nothing to do with him. Yeah, Her name I, is Martha, by the way. I'm just kidding. It's oh my god! <laughs> He's like, "Why is that your name?" It does like I was like, um, oh, like another DC movie with uh, like a mommy yeah. issue, mommy problems. Um, um, but what I did think that was interesting though, because in the starting, it's kind of explained, or he says it says through a flashback that like she's doing this dart game, and she's like, "It, oh, it's okay, honey." Blah blah blah. And there's a noticeable difference for how he seems to remember to, yeah. to what she was dealing with, which is like her husband didn't he didn't want anything to do with her, and she was kind of like stressed and was just like. And it's like so sad because it's just like non, there's no, there's no reason. She's just like, I just realized that I couldn't give you what I thought you that needed. Was a, I thought that was mm-hmm. a good scene and like a yeah. very, like, I felt like a very believable reason why like somebody would abandon their child, which is like, like, I was a such kid. a, such an awful yeah. thought, but like her reasoning was like very, like she saw, um, you know, they got separated and she went looking for him. And then when she eventually found him, he was being taken care of by two police officers. And she was like, I just feel like they were going to find you a better life than I could provide for you, which yeah. I thought was like a very like not a noble thing, but like it was a very real reaction yeah. that I think someone might have. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought like that was like, especially for like a silly comic book movie, like, and this mm-hmm. is a silly one. Yeah. Um, I thought that was like a very well thought out thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but her reaction when he comes in is just like, this isn't a good time for me and I can't like, I don't want you in my life pretty much. So he's like, okay, well I actually do have a family who likes me. So bye. And he gets a call. It's Mark strong. And he says, I got your family. They end up going back to the amusement park as like the final set piece. And Mark strong, all the, the demons come out of him and they start to terrorize everybody. Except one, except one. It's still in there. Um, yeah, he imbues his family, the foster kids, with the powers of Shazam. Mm-hmm. That's where. Do they all only have one of the elements or that, one yeah, specialty? That is what it yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like Cause, only. Well, because like it's like the speed of you know Hermie or whatever. It's like the yeah. wisdom of Solomon, the blood. So it's like so one of them's just like really smart. <laughs> I guess so. But I mean, they're all. It all seems like they can all are strong. Yeah. and they're all kind of invulnerable, and they can all kind of. Do so that was that. That is my maybe if I have a criticism, a main criticism about the movie, it's that these are all kids of different shapes and sizes. You know, like one of the brothers is oh, like yeah. a, a, a very overweight Hispanic kid. It doesn't really say um, anything. There's the one kid who's, you know, the differently abled brother who is, has like the arm crutches, um, you know, the younger uh, sister and then the older sister. And the the hero versions of all of them is buff, hot people. Yeah. So like, not that, I thought that the Adam Brody character should also have like crutches or something, but like you have all these like characters who are like, you know, one's differently abled. One is like, you know, slightly overweight, you know, yeah, like yeah. you have all these different shapes and sizes and well, it's the like, perfect hero version of them is hot buff. Oh, and isn't that what the wizard he's like? I, 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 it's kind of like the, it's kind of like Gohan and like, he never gets to this other super Saiyan level. Someone hits him and is like, you're at your full potential now. Like this is your full potential. So they go to like, yeah, max hotness, physical buffness, everything like yeah, it yeah. Just, it's it kind of it kind of felt like a little bit like not not insensitive, but a little bit like the, the you know like they were you, good when even you if are, they were different and right. Different you're and, differently abled or you know like dude, if they, overweight, if, if he had transformed and and like he still had to have the cane because uh-huh. like that just didn't. He was like, well, no, your potential like you're still gonna have that. In I your know life. It's, just, it's just a very I I don't know how, what the solution for it is. I just no, I know. Like, I just yeah. think like. I'm not making fun of that, but sure. just, that would have been very funny. He would have still been a superpower, a superhero, but like just that would have like yeah. gone on. Um, yeah, that was very interesting. And they also, they also allude to one of the kids being gay. Yeah, which seemed like a weird extra thing to throw on it, just as a one. But they didn't really a, a touch. one-off line. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, but I and I don't know a ton about Shazam, so I don't know. I don't either. What those specific characters or what they're called, if how they're going to do. But yeah. also, like, really, you really just up the roster of the DC universe. You yeah. made uh, five, six uh, new heroes that can just fly in on anything. Um, I so. did think what what's the youngest sister's name? Oh, it's uh, Darla. Darla. She was yeah. the uh, the like uh, buff up version of Darla. I thought it was very funny to have yeah. like you know an adult actress like delivering like a eight year old's lines that yeah. way. I thought that was very fun. There's a scene towards the end where Mark Strong and Shazam are like facing off in the middle of the city and Mark Strong is delivering this like villain monologue and you know, they're like six blocks from each other. So like they cut to Zachary Levi's point of view and you can hear just from the distance, like I will destroy you. And he's just like, I can't, I can't hear you. You're like a mile away. And like traffic. I can't. I, laughed so hard at that that just it really tickled me like my wife was like are you are are you okay because like she was so embarrassed yeah she i can't take this it just was it was tickling me something fierce i thought that was very funny yeah um yeah it was quite fun and they he because that's what they're telling mark strong the whole movie they're like these things are going to like destroy you well they're they're they are yeah they're using him yeah um but he does rip the eye out and seal all the demons back away. Yeah. And they have a lair. Uh-huh. They're like, we're fantastic. A fantastic five? Yeah. What's the line Shazam the squad? Uh. <laughs> um, did you guys stay for the... But yeah, I, I thought it was like a nice resolution. Obviously, it's very open to... A sequel, to maybe. A sequel. Yeah. There's a, they're a super-powered family now. Yeah. Um, did you guys stay for and i goofed i didn't you know did not, yeah you i did, did not stay there was a very end credit sequence. um yeah i stayed for both okay the mid credit sequence That's is the one in in jail mark strong is like scribbling a bunch of stuff on i always i always appreciate that they give prisoners like chalk to make yeah, those crazy yeah. drawings so when... he's scribbling something on the wall and then like a what what starts talking to him this is apparently the caterpillar is what he's called. Ah, I thought it was something like Mastermind or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the Caterpillar is like the vessel, but he's like, yeah, Mr. Mind, I believe Mr. is what he's called. Not I, Mr. So, Mind, the Pokemon. <laughs> I, in the opening credits, they say that this was a um, movie that's produced by Danny Garcia, who is The Rock's ex-wife and manager. And for like a, a thousand years, it feels like the rumor is that, that The Rock was going to play Black Adam, yeah. which is Shazam's primary villain. Yeah. So I thought for sure with her producing the movie that the mid credit sequence how was going ex to be of a wife and manager, still manager, still and manager. Ex-wife? Yeah. But still, oh, yeah, oh. they still have a professional wow. relationship. Um, so I thought for sure that meant he was going to show up at the mid credits. And then when it was just like a caterpillar talking to Mark Strong, I was like, that's, that's it. I mean, it's setting up a very weird dorky thing. That's like a big, a, what that Dr. Silvana is one of his huge villains. Sure. So is Mr. Mind. And then there's black Adam. Yeah. So they're, they've d- two of the three in this movie. It would have been really funny if when he went to go meet his real mom, Billy Batson, like you heard that guy, like who's at the door. And she's like, no one. Also, what do you do in that situation when you're like, your spouse or someone is clearly like talking to someone yeah. about something weird out uh, there. Nothing. Yeah. It's the pizza guy. We're having a heart to heart about, um, how about if, if the rocket opened the door and it's like, mom what's going on and he's like it's black adam <laughs> yeah <laughs> who the fuck is this kid <laughs> just like pushing him around yeah. <laughs> um and then the post-credit sequence is i think a scene that was probably just cut from the movie of it earlier sounds like during the montage it probably would have yeah. included it, please describe it in great detail because i didn't get to see it so uh zachary levi is talking to a fish bowl with a fish in it and saying like hey don't worry about it there's there's a thousand fish in the sea for you and then uh, he goes, I'm just kidding. I can't talk to this fish. How dumb of a power would that be? And then, uh, yeah, uh, the kid opens up his shirt and he's got an Aquaman t-shirt on. He goes, oh, right. There's that guy. And then through the wall, a trident stabs him. Yeah, in, right in the heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did forget that that they set up in the movie at one point, uh, or rather, his brother wants Shazam to show up to lunch to show how oh, yeah. cool he is. And he's kind of, they kind of get oh, to this point. Yeah. They kind of get to this point where he starts to like, resent that he's kind of like using using him but as he points out he's like do you know how much i would love to just be normal let alone have superpowers like fuck you um the one f-bomb they're allowed to use in the movie um (laughs) but uh so at the end he does show up to lunch and says what a cool guy he is and as they teased earlier 
then Superman shows up and boy, do you not see his face? Boy, do you not see his face? And are you reminded that this is the thing that made Henry Cavall quit DC? What a weird choice too, because like, is it even going to look like that suit? Like, so it's supposed to be, I don't know. Why remind people that, I don't know. Yeah, isn't that so? Like, I I told my wife that as we You're were driving. What a Wonder Woman. Like, we were walking away, like walking out of the movie, and I was like, "Hey, so that little cameo with the superhero suit, the Superman suit, you know, that's what made Henry Cavill quit doing <laughs> DC movies." I didn't realize that. Yeah, because he did not. He was like, "I'm signed on for a certain amount of movies," and they were like, "Well, we really want you to cameo in Shazam." Uh-huh. <clears throat> and he said, "No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not uh-huh. gonna put on a suit and walk in for a scene." Right. Probably and like, I'm come guessing on. I'm guessing they were just like come on do it for and do it for cheap too is my guess like he was probably like well you're gonna have to pay me the amount you'd have to pay me for another movie wow is my that's my guess I don't know but I'm sure they were just like come on do it and do it for cheap He's like, also I have a big beard right now and it's not going anywhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> we proved we can very what successfully saw, CGI what saw, he, it shows him from like almost like the the bottom of the neck down there's like what, a big a bushy beard, beard sticking down <laughs> yeah. That'd be very funny. <laughs> and boxer shorts. He didn't wear the whole suit. He wore just the torso part. <laughs> to an elementary school. Yeah. yeah. Superman. <laughs> Superman. Um, would you recommend people go see Shazam in theaters? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, I'd recommend it. I think it's I think it's fun. I'm glad that DC's course corrected. I again yeah. my biggest complaint is ultimately I I wish it wasn't all part of this same universe. Yeah. This didn't this doesn't this movie would still work. You could even reference Batman. Just has to be doesn't have to be that Batman. Yeah, and just like have it be its own thing. I think, I think the more they kind of realize, not even to be like Marvel, but just to kind of like forge ahead and just have a little more fun with all these interesting properties, yeah, is better than starting out so so grim and dark. What's one of the reasons we like superheroes is they're above us. They're yeah. they, they're elevating like that. So yeah. yeah, cool. All right, that'll do it for us. The see you next time. Bye. Yeah.